On today's episode, we bring on two experts that work with dealers to help them sell more. They work with them to help them face the challenges of e-commerce, Amazon, and the other threats and changes that are happening, and the other challenges that dealers face every day in the marketplace. One thing they share is that e-commerce is not the biggest threat to dealers, and they're sharing what they're doing to help the over 150 dealers that they work with be more successful and continue to grow in this marketplace. On a side note, this is our 50th episode of Smarter Building Materials Marketing. If you're listening, I just want to thank you for spending time with us and being a part of the show. It has been a blast and a labor of love for Beth and I. With that, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. All right, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing, where we believe your online presence should be your best salesperson. I am Zach Williams alongside Beth Popnikolov. And today we're going to be talking about the future of dealers and what it means for the building materials industry. This is a heavy topic, Zach. I'm really excited for us to get into it. We have Mike Schumard and Rob Moe. Mike is the vice president. Rob Moe is the president and CEO. So they are from Sphere One. And Mike or Rob, why don't I let you tell our listeners a bit about who you are and just what makes Sphere One so unique? Go for it, Rob. Sphere One is a cooperative made up of 150 plus members in the construction supply industry. And our typical members sell their brick and mortar distributors that sell to the end user construction base and construction types and trades around the lower 48, Alaska, Hawaii, and even into the lower footprint of Canada. To service those members, we have 115 plus preferred suppliers. So from the supplier side, our suppliers service our distributors based on providing them products for them to be able to reach their end user base and the types of construction trades and that they call on. That would be pretty much it. Uh, we've been in business 20 years. We just celebrated our 20th year anniversary and we're looking at 20 more from here. That's awesome. So if I understand you correctly, you've got Essentially, you represent 150 dealer distributors across the U.S., and your main goal is to help them do what? Like, what are you trying to help those individuals do? Sell more product, like be an educational resource to them, or what are you helping them do to be more successful? Well, I think the Sphere One member, when we put this organization together 20 years ago, they were looking to have distinctive differences amongst other distributors in the markets that they competed in to create something more, being more competitive to be able to compete against the big, the Home Depots, the Lowe's, the Menards, people like that. The distributor, the typical brick and mortar distributor has always been dealing with something, you know, that big boy on the block, you know, that gets better deals or is that mass wholesaler type of scenario. So the typical brick and mortar distributor that resides within Sphere One, they were looking for something to create advantages for them. And when you take 150 members, collective spend, and utilize that, we then, Mike and I, our organization, we work with the suppliers to show them the value of that spend and create better opportunities for our members, whether it's in incentives, whether it's in pricing, whether it's in discounts, again, to create the uh, not just a level playing field, but take it and, and tilt it more in their direction to be able to be more competitive with that end user base that they're trying to sell to. 
you know what I love about your perspective here is that you guys started at a point in time when online wasn't very big. And I think what's in the back of the minds of most of the manufacturers and dealers that listen to the show is what does e-commerce and the likes of Amazon mean for those in the dealer business like today and tomorrow and the future of, of those types of organizations. Like I would love to hear both of your perspective on like, what is the future of dealers? Like, are they feeling threatened by e-commerce? And if they are like, what does that mean to their business and how are you trying to help them navigate that? Yeah. You know, I think it's, you know, obviously the landscaping has been changing very quickly, you know, with our distributors and with the Amazons and even, even the Home Depots and the Lowe's and, and the white caps of the world as they continue to enhance their online presence, you know, and, and you look at the fact of, you know, of a consumer being able to price shop and price check, you know, different, different items and things on their phone as they're walking through, you know, distributor stores and, and things like that. And so, I think it's an interesting topic to look at and, and Rob will be able to kind of fill in more, but, but from my perspective, you know, I think sometimes it's maybe a little bit more scary than what the reality is. And I know, you know, a lot of our distributor members have, you know, have focused on, on building some e-commerce platforms on, on really, but rethinking how they're communicating with their customers, you know, what, what can that digital communication look like? But from the standpoint if you look at a distributor like ours that's on shop sites, right, that's selling to, to the general contractors, really what, what differentiates themselves from an Amazon, if you will, it's services, it's education, right? And, and you're talking about products and anchors and fasteners and different things that are, that are specced into job sites and OSHA laws and, and things like that that contractors have to comply with. And if they don't, they, that can you know, mean a lot of trouble for them. And that's really, I think, how our distributors continue to win in that space. And, and I think, you know, the Amazons of the world definitely have disrupted things a bit. And I think from our standpoint, you know, our distributors and our, and our members are looking for ways to evolve how they communicate, how they interact with the customer. But today, they're still winning and they're still doing quite well. Rob, you know, you come from, Rob, you've been around a lot longer than I have. What's your perception and perspective on all of that? Well, I think from the Amazon world, and I think what the typical distributor of today feels is there, there's a bit of a fear factor, right? Because the contractor network now has the ability to be able to buy anything real time. And, you know, heck, by tomorrow, it can be delivered, if not today, by a drone, for goodness sake. So, you know, I think the, the just typical distributors or distributor members of Sphere One some of them are afraid of it, and I think some of them are wondering where they fit, if they fit, can they fit in the future, et cetera. But the reality of it is there's only about 20% of our membership that truly recognize that mentality that through the Internet or through the digital technology piece that's truly hampering them or it's causing them to lose margins or things like that. And the reason being is it's something that Mike touched on. Our typical distributor members are exceptional through our educational platform that is a part of Sphere One, where our suppliers provide content through our online university to educate their employees to be able to sell more product and sell it more profitably. Because mm -hmm. the one thing that an Amazon or a big retailer cannot do is truly service every aspect of what a contractor is looking for. A contractor may be able to buy a power tool, 
online and get it really jam up price. But typically, they don't get asked the questions of what they're using the tool for. What applications is it existing in? What else do they need? You know, it's, it's that typical thing where, oh, my gosh, I need this tool. And then down at the bottom, it says others that bought this got this, this and this. That's pretty insensitive in today's world. And for somebody that's just looking for a price, great. Okay, you're going to get a price, but you're not going to get any back end to come and fix it for you when it breaks down and tools break. And you're not going to get from anyone a level of expertise that our distributor members provide to the contractor base they call on every day. So that's huge education. The other part of it is planning. Our members and our suppliers are planning throughout the year as to what it is that they could do more effectively together to be able to capture more mind share at the contractor level. Again, not something you're going to get through a digital footprint because all the personality of a digital footprint is gone. All right. You're just, you're all ordering off of some kind of device. And again, if somebody's looking for a price, great way to do it. If somebody's looking for support, well, that's not such a great way to do it. So I just want to make sure I'm hearing you correct. I have roughly seven questions written down from the amazing information that you guys just threw at us. Before I start diving in anywhere else, Rob, I want to make sure I'm hearing you correctly that you're saying only 20% of the dealers and distributors that work with Sphere One are claiming to have lost margin as a result of e-commerce or more specifically Amazon. What I would say is there's only 20% of our members or 25% of our members that truly believe that they need to have a digital footprint to compete with the Amazons of the world. I'm sure every okay. one of them would probably say that they've lost margin at some point or are losing margin at some point, which has caused them to kind of retool their business to compete with that, you know, over the airwaves kind of approach. But there's only in Mike, would you say 25% of our members actually legitimately have shopping carts as a part of their website where a contractor can go and buy off of? Would you agree with that, Mike? Yeah, I do. And, and I think even so with, within those numbers, guys, you know, I'd say we probably only have five to 10 distributors within Sphere One that are true e-com players, right? Mm -hmm. That are up and they, they, they see Amazon, Home Depot, you know, Lowe's of the world as their competitor, right? They're trying to win that customer that's searching online. I think the other folks that, that have that shopping cart uh, service, if you will, is really to service their current customer. Right, and to give their customer, their current customer, a better experience to streamline the ordering process. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, I think that makes total sense. If I can be blunt here, and just forgive me if this offends anybody, but for those dealers that don't think that they need a online presence to compete, yet Amazon has clearly taken business from them, they wouldn't argue with that. Why in the world? would they not think that they need to improve their online presence to continue to compete in this marketplace in the future of the marketplace as well? So something interesting, and Rob, I want to just kick it off and then I want you to kind of go deeper with it, if that's cool. When you look at construction and you look at when the job is won, right, that's what's changing. And this is what, what we're trying to educate our distributors on, is that there's other technology that's, you know, way bigger and I think, and it just makes more sense. It's more important and it's going to be more valuable to the contractor. And it's a technology called BIM modeling. So it's B-I-M 
modeling. So it's building information modeling. And this software, you write, it gives the, the contractor and, and their architects the opportunity as they're building the plans for, for a specific project to lay in all the different products they need, right? And, and that, at that point, right, is what, where Rob and I are really trying to educate. We have some distributors that are doing this. That's where the sale is won in regards to a lot of the products that our members are selling. So they sit down with the contractors and the architects at that point and try to get their products spec into the jobs. And it's everything from the anchors to the fasteners to the strut and the threaded rod and different things like that. And so when you look at what that does, what, what that software does for that contractor, it allows them to do so many things, things that we're all struggling with today just as, as a nation, right? So they're able to spec products in that are already specified and can be prefab before they ever get to the job site. So that cuts down on waste that the contractors aren't going to have as much waste in regard to product. And it helps them streamline the actual assembling of that building. And one of the biggest challenges I know you guys know that, that we face is finding good people to work in the trades. That's just, I think a huge obstacle that facing us today as, as a nation and this software and intelligence and, and technology allows the contractor to streamline things more and to be much more efficient with what they're doing. Rob, what do you think about that? I want to turn it over to you now in regards to that. No, I think what you said is, is very well said. And I think I agree with what was said earlier with the question, you know, how can a distributor that's lost business or lost revenue or lost margins or whatever, how can they not be cognizant of the fact that, oh my goodness, you know, I need to, I need to build on this. You know, I need to keep up with the Jones approach of I, I need to have an internet presence. I need to be able to do those things. And it goes back to really what Mike just said and what I said a little bit ago. A typical brick and mortar distributor has already diversified over the, the decades to be a better point of reference, a better point of service, a better point of education and support than the internet will ever be, or to be able to buy digitally can ever be, or at least to this point, all right? And I think that those distributors, hopefully and thankfully our type of distributor base, recognizes that fact. And not to say by any means that they don't need to adapt, not to say that they don't need to embrace the technology. I mean, they can't put their head in the sand and, and not recognize the fact of what it is that they could do maybe more efficiently to address some of the things that they've lost. But the reality of it is things are done at the job site level. With the BIM technology, that's done in advance of the job site level. It's done prior to. And in more cases than not, with BIM technology coming into play, everything for a given job will either be prefabricated before it even gets there, or it will be pre-purchased prior to it even the ground being broken for that job, which is just blowing the mind of one, the contractor network, but two, the supply chain network leading to that. And the distributor members that aren't paying attention to that or the suppliers that aren't paying attention to that, they're going to get left in the wind of those that do. Yep. And, and if you guys think about it, with that technology, you just took the buying power out of the guy in the job site that says, hey, give me some of this, some of that. I'll take a couple of those drills, right? That buying power is done way before somebody sitting in an office. And it's also a different, you know, the thing we're educating our members on, that's a different type of person you're selling to. 
It's much more of a, of a white collar type of executive. So that sales process is going to be a little bit different, if that makes sense. Which is what manufacturers probably want as well. Like a lot of manufacturers, like they fight so hard to get in the spec, but then there's an element of how do you stay in the spec? And obviously, obviously BIM helps with that. And it's something you are pushing too. But this is what I really want to understand is what you're saying is part of what you're trying to educate the 150 plus dealers that you work with is, you know, e-commerce is a tough play to win at, but where they can win at and beat other either larger organizations or e-commerce entities is that service play as well as the BIM component of the construction process. Is that it? If we get down to it, is that how you're seeing the future of the dealer network, the distributor network continuing to win and survive and thrive? No, I, I believe yeah, so. And I think what it does too is it it's bringing margin back into play because those low cost resellers or retailers, they've screwed up the margins in this industry because they don't sell on the value of who they are. They sell on the value of how low they can sell it to you for. And what the BIM technology and, and education and planning leads to is it takes those distributor members, those dealers, as you're calling them, and it brings them back to a grassroots approach of value. There's something valuable that I'm providing you. And when you provide value, it generally leads to higher margins, cost savings nonetheless, but higher margins at the distributor level that have been eroding for many years. Absolutely. And I think from our standpoint and you know, even talking with, with our manufacturers, I think this is one of the best best parts about Rob and, my, and myself and the position we're in is we're very close, obviously, with our, with our members and our distributors, but we're just as close with the manufacturers, right? And so, so we get to hear from both sides of things as we strategize and, and try to come up with, hey, here's what we think the future looks like is we're, we're hearing from, you know, from both sides, both parties. And I think from our research and stuff, that the e-commerce world is just getting smaller and smaller, right? As the Amazons get bigger and, and you have a lot of these big companies and we do have some members that kick butt in that space. And it's amazing uh, what they've been able to do, but it's, I think Rob and I take it very, you know, seriously from the standpoint that if we push our distributors into uh, the wrong space, that could just be really, be really, really bad, you know, and be horrible for their businesses. And so I think at the end of the day, and, and I mean, we keep saying the same thing, you know, where our members win, is with that service. And, and you look at the technologies that are, that are coming to, you know, to place with BIM modeling. And, and, and again, we're just at the, we're at the ice, I think just the, the beginning of the iceberg for all of that. That's really where our members can continue to show that value to those contractors. And as Rob said, and that's where the margin really comes in and, and the opportunity to, to thrive in that market. It's so interesting that Sphere One is pushing their distributors to basically look at the long game when everything around is kind of putting the pressure on immediate response, immediate gratification, immediate product purchase. You guys are saying, hey, let's invest with suppliers who are going to help us invest with education. Let's invest in BIM modeling because it gets you ahead into the whole design and construction piece of the project. I just think it's really smart. Like, let's not ignore e-commerce, but let's not act like it's going to completely outdo or completely wipe away brick and mortar. I mean, that's just really incredible. Just tag on to that, because I think one of the things that, that's really driven us into that direction, and I know, I know Rob feels this way, 
is we've been very fortunate. You know, we, we started a young executive group, gosh, about going on about three years now. And these were young men that, that were taking over their businesses from their fathers. And as Rob was talking about earlier, right, you have a lot of, of our distributors that are at, at that age and say, hey, what am I going to do with my business now? I've built it up. Do I have a son or a family member that's going to take it over or am I going to sell it? And so, you know, as we started to really dive in with these millennials, if you will, you know, guys that are in their 30s that have grown up in this business and that are truly taking it over from their dad, that's where we really learned about mm-hmm. the future, right? And where this is going to go. Because, because when you look at, at an owner who's maybe in their, you know, 60s, right? Like Rob said, they have five, six years to go that they need to be profitable and they're going to stick to their game plan that, that they have. But when you look at a, at a millennial or a 30-something that, that's looking at another 25 years that they need to make money, right? That's, they're the ones that are starting to think different. And they're starting to think outside the box. And that's where we learned about BIM modeling. And that's, I mean, and so we have, we have guys that are on the forefront of that actually providing that service to, you know, contractors. We have guys on that group that have killer e-com sites and, and that are really competing against Amazon. But it's really been those young people that I think we've been lucky enough to kind of cultivate some good relationships that have helped us understand what the future looks like. I mean, would you agree, Rob? What do you want to add into that? I would agree 100%. And I think that, you know, with what Beth had said a minute ago, Beth, we're, we're really not an anomaly, you know, here at Sphere One in regards to, um, you know, trying to push our members. And I don't really think we push them to anything. I think what we try to do more than anything is to help them be just so well and so much more informed than anybody else out there that's going alone. You know, they're a part of an organization. They're a part of a a fellowship, if you will, with 150 plus brothers and sisters around them that are all fighting for the same thing. Mm -hmm. And as much as we can steer them in a direction to where, hey, you're not alone, right? You have other distributor members alongside you across the country that are all striving for the same thing. And we have an awesome supplier network that these suppliers are a part of this organization, not because they have to be, but because they want to be just like you. And I think when you, you kind of foster that kind of a mindset to where you're not alone, you're a part of something and that it matters and that you matter, and you just try to kind of populate information for them or, or pr- create a landing spot for them, someplace for them to be able to go and find sources of information, whether it's from other members, whether it's through education, whether it's through that planning platform that we were talking about. What it does is it rounds them out and it allows them to respond versus react. And I think those distributors, those suppliers, those organizations that are constantly reacting, they never get ahead. Hmm. But those that take everything in and they have the ability to respond, that's where I think the secret sauce is. And, and that's what I think we're really trying to Hey, That's why we're doing this podcast with you guys today, right? It's, it's to inform people, to educate people. Some people are going to take a bite of that apple and some people are going to say, these two guys don't know what the hell they're talking about. The reality of it is there, there's either a response or there's a reaction to it. And I think those that respond, typically like our members and suppliers, generally come out ahead more often than not. At least that's you know my opinion. That's great. And, you know, if I can ask you, you know, for the manufacturers who are listening, you guys probably have a very inside 
view or inside look into what manufacturers are working well with dealers and who's doing a good job of supporting them. Because for a lot of manufacturers, like that's their bread and butter. Like that's where they make a majority of their revenue is working through their dealer network. Can you give an example or two of a manufacturer that is doing a good job at supporting local dealers to sell and win more projects? I could get really specific, but then I'd have to share suppliers' names that are doing really, really well. And I don't think that would be fair to other suppliers that are a part of our organization that maybe, you know, I don't have enough time to list everybody. But generally, our suppliers that are the most effective with our members are the ones that are most communicative with their team. So they share with their team, their rep agents that are under contract with the given supplier or their direct sales teams. They're communicating with them what Sphere One means to that supplier overall. They're communicating the benefits of our organization with the, the planning aspect or with the training aspect with that them as a sales team's aspect to what it is that they mean to the distributor members of Sphere One. And those suppliers that educate their teams on the value of what it is that they're a part of are always, always head and shoulders above those others that might be in their space. And on the flip side of that, the ones that aren't that successful, because there's some that do it really, really well, and there's some that just kind of push their team into the pool thinking that they know how to swim, and they don't. <laughs> they never capture the full value of what, not only Sphere One, but there's other organizations like Sphere One that are pretty damn good as well, right? Other co-ops or buying groups, and, and those distributors out there that are a part of a co-op or a buying group are generally pretty successful because, again, they're a part of something greater than just them being by themselves. And those suppliers, I think, that are successful in our organization are probably successful in some of those other organizations as well. Those that are not are probably not as successful because they don't buy into what they're a part of. They feel like they're just a part of it because they've got to be. And, and that's really not the mentality that works well. And I can say that because, you know, I'm 30 plus years coming from the supplier side of things. That was a part of Sphere One from the supplier side, as well as some of those other wonderful organizations that are out there as well. So I would say that probably would be the number one thing that increases someone's level of success or, or not so much. Mike, would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And I think one thing that Rob and I have been focused on, you know, over the last few years is, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, right, the relationship, like Rob just talked about, between the manufacturer and the distributor is focused on that product. Here's the product we have. Here's the features and benefits of the product. Here's how you sell the product, how you win the business with your customer, right? Well, you know, in, in the world we live, and we've already talked about some of these, some of these issues, and I think uh, challenges that are facing our distributors is we've started to really engage with some of our manufacturers that do certain things really, really well. And asked those manufacturers and said, hey, you have this special thing that you do well. Would you be willing to teach our members about that? And it has nothing to do with your product. Maybe it's, maybe it's focused on how to recruit and retain talent, right? How to build a culture within your company or, or how to use technology to, to drive your sales team. 
whatever that is. And I think we've had some great traction with that. I think there's one supplier I will mention because he's the one supplier that connected us. And it's really cool because they're a family-owned business. And that's that's Jude from Kesson. And Jude just did a webinar for our members just talking about how to market yourself when you're maybe the smaller player in the space, right? And he just shared some best practices of what they do at Kesson and what's worked for them and kind of created some synergies of and maybe this, this is what it could look like for you as a distributor. Not once did you talk about tape measure or chalk reel or a level, you know, but it was presented by Jude from Kesson and, and he understands why, you know, by him doing that, it just creates so much more, I think it just deepens that partnership, the relationship they have with, with our distributors. Yeah. It's a value play for him for sure. The value play. Yep. Yeah, yep, exactly. Guys, if I can just say like this podcast, like this episode is complete gold. Like it's it is phenomenal, man. It is, it is so good. Like the, I think the insights you guys are sharing, I'm not just saying this cause you're on the show, but I think that this is just so helpful to hear your perspective on manufacturers and how they can support dealers as well as just the life that many dealers are living right now, whether they are closing on a retirement or they're trying to build something they've been handed. Like I, I just, I'm so thankful that you came on the show and my hat's off to you for doing what you do. If, if somebody wants to connect with you guys, what's the best way for them to do that? If you're a distributor out there that's looking to be a part of an exceptional organization, we'd love to talk with you. And Mike is our vice president is responsible for all of our member development. And you can reach Mike at 949-932-3600 out in Southern California. And if you're a supplier that's taking this in and you want to be a part of a supplier network to reach our members and beyond, we're continually growing. You can reach me at the same number and we can go from there. But I would say that would probably be the best thing to do. Or you can get onto our website, sphere1.org, and you can pull out Mike's and my contact information in regards to our email addresses and things like that. But we'd love to hear from you and we love being a part of today. You know, I've been a part of this industry for, you know, 35 years. I love this industry and I love the distributors and the contractors that are out there and, and the suppliers that service them. And I think, you know, it's exciting to be a part of it. Still is today. And I know I was very lucky to get Mike into our organization three years ago. So anything we can do to positively impact this industry positively impact our members and our preferred suppliers, we're always going to do it. So we appreciate you guys having us today. Thank you guys so much for your time. This was absolutely incredible. Agreed. Awesome. Well, if you want more great content like this, go to venvio.com slash podcast. Until next time, I am Zach Williams alongside Beth Popniklov. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnikola. To get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit venvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.